BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. So I flew down to Florida. I'm recording in Jackie's studio. Because why wouldn't I record in her studio? So true. And I'm just like sitting here. I'm looking. It's a beautiful studio. You have multiple cameras, you have these light contraptions, and I just feel like I'm on a porn set. I don't know what it is. Something, I see chairs, I see cameras, I think porn. And I think that that might just be uh, the disgusting male in me. And but I think porn. you're in Florida, which as far as I know is a bastion of pornography. Like it's, you know, the, the mini Hollywood of pornography. Is it really? A lot of things are happening in Miami, not that I would know, but bang bus. <laughs> <laughs> or so I've heard. Yeah, I think it's like, you never hear of a lot of porn being done in Vermont, do you? No, but I also feel like I don't hear of like where porn is being done. Well, like I'm trying to think like they don't like open the scene like. Delray Beach. Live. Eight, o- eight o'clock. <laughs> from the Hilton. <laughs> Live from New Jersey. It's porno. It's it's stand up 69. No, I'm kidding. This is, you know, I, I'm I, whenever we go into anything more graphic than the word canoodle, I'm reminded that my mom listens to this podcast. And whenever a subject like this comes up, I'll hear from her the next day and she'll go, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a more broy podcast, isn't it? It's for men. <laughs> it's not for women. Like, it's, joke's on you, Ma. It's for men. But it's true. It's Maybe men. if we, when we run in 2024 against Kanye and DeSantis, um, <laughs> Soffer <laughs> Peck, that one of our, you know, campaign things should be bring porn to New Hampshire. I don't know. Like, where should we bring the porn industry? Bring porn to Vermont. Bring porn to Utah. I feel like the Mormons are lacking the proper amount of porn. I think we could bring porn to Utah. Do you want me to look up, like, weird facts about Mormons? Like, the things that they do to get around not being able to have premarital sex? Because I will. I, I mean... It's it's your search history that you need to live with. I'm gonna type. So as long, I'm gonna type Mormon premarital sex hacks. 
Are you? <laughs> you're gonna go on Instagram later, and you're gonna be served ads for the Mormon Church, and that's just something that you're gonna have to deal with. Okay, here are the two things <laughs> that just came came up. <laughs> <laughs> Soaking loophole helps Mormon teens hook up, and <laughs> jump humping is the Mormon teen sex loophole. What is jump humping? Does it say what it is? Okay. Here we go, here we go. Rumor has it sexually repressed Mormon teens have come up with some creative sex hacks to get around the religion's chastity code. <laughs> oh, man. What is it? What is it? There's so many words here. I need it. Okay. Um, okay, so the soaking is when you put your member inside your partner's flower and let it soak. So you let isn't that isn't that canoodling putting your member in the flower? But you don't kind of you know you so the jump hump is where you you the soak begins. And then, mm. I can't help but think of like Epsom salt, but nevertheless, and then the two of you jump on a bed like a little kid at a sleepover, and you kind of just allow. So you're kind of saying to God, "We're not doing it." We're we're just having fun, God. We're just we're just having some old fashioned jump on the bed fun, and God goes, "Of so, course you are, Mormons." So the jump hump is. I'm just trying to think logistically. Is it a man's canoodler <laughs> is sticking up to the sky, and all of a sudden, out of the corner, the woman dives over, flower spread. Attempts to land right on it, and if she makes a perfect dismount, is that what jump pumping is? Because I can think of a lot of broken penises. It's that's like a great way to break your penis. You're making it sound like an action scene from the Mormon born identity. Yeah. By the way, if somebody hasn't produced it yet, we're bringing everything to Utah. We're bringing movies. Yes. We're bringing canoodling. Yes. Let's build a casino. Just completely ruin what they have. Hey, do you watch Yellowstone? Have we spoken about this? We have, and you said that Montana is a little bit too rural, which is why the compromise would be Denver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did speak about this. But you like we you did, like Yellowstone. I do. There's just something about corrupting. I think of Utah, and I think of all, like, again, just gorgeous land and bears and animals. And then you go there and... It's people now living on the land. They're no longer living with the land, my friend. That is what the natives say in Yellowstone, that we must go back to living with the land. And I say to that, I agree. Do you find that you're more attracted to things that are not, that you don't have things in common with? For instance, like I married an Irish Catholic gal. Her dad's a duck hunter. Couldn't get further from me, but I'm absolutely you know, amused by how different we are. And it's fascinating to me. Whereas you, Ben, are probably my most New York Jewishy bro friend. And I don't need any more of you because you fully, you know, you fulfill that for me in every way, all my needs. You know what I mean? I'm it. I'm it. Yes, I do. I do. And I, on the flip side, I married literally my cousin. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we talk about it all the time that there's just like a 100% chance that we're related. And that's awesome. And I do, I'm very, very interested 
in things and interested in reading about things that are very different from my current day-to-day. I'm very curious if that's what you were asking. Mm. Um, Like, as somebody, not to take this in more of a serious tone, but as somebody that grew up in America, we love our Western medicine, I sometimes think... I think that these TikTok videos just gravitate towards me. Like, oh, you you have a, a headache and you're getting a cold? Don't take Mucinex. Take ginger boiled in a pot with some orange slices. Like, I don't know, that stuff, like, I'm very fascinated by that stuff. And just if we're doing everything wrong, like I wake up every morning and I'm like, who taught me this and is it right? Because sure, my mom taught it to me, but maybe my mom was taught wrong. I, so. I can't tell you how many, being in the 12-step bracket and being a sober guy, how many, it's more old school, but how many guys I know who are in their 50s and 60s who say their first time having a drink was being sick and their mother would give them warm whiskey in tea with honey and lemon, like half a shot, and say, drink this and get your ass to school. Wow. Because they were sick. And that was like a kind of at-home remedy. Oh my God, that's crazy! It, I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard of I've heard of whiskey being an at home remedy. I just never thought of what that could do to a child. That's that's very interesting. I mean, the truth is, is I kind of believe that addiction, and I think sort of the the consensus is is that you either have it or you don't. You're kind of born with it. Mm-hmm. So for every kid who got a little bit of whiskey on their gums when they were teething, like only a you know percentage turned out to be uh, down and dirty drunks. But mm-hmm. it's pretty fascinating. I mean, I could see that too from the moment that, that that feeling washes over you thinking like, oh, I want more of this. Yeah. Um, being drunk is fantastic. I remember when my, my mom had her knee replaced because what could be more Jewish? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she had a treasure trove of narcotics like you haven't seen before. And like right around the five week mark when she was out of pain, there was still a boatload left and it killed me to flush these pills. And she was like, I'm done with this. I'll never need them again. And I was like, right. But do you know how much money we could get in the black market? (laughs) (laughs) How much money can you get on the black market for those pills? What are we talking? What pill? Throw out a, a, for instance, Mm. Oxycontin. What, what milligram? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, don't, I didn't even know that they came in milligrams. <laughs> you really? I guess it may. I guess it makes sense that they did. No, I just think of it one one pill, two pill, uh, red pill, blue pill. The the red pills are called Roxycodone, and they're thirty milligrams, and those are really <laughs> at the top of the market. Um, listen, they can range from anywhere from like ten to one hundred and fifty dollars a pill. One hundred fifty a pill. Oh yeah. What kind of pill is that? Could be an Oxycontin 80 milligram, which is like basically it's, I mean, listen, if you've become uh, sort of immune to it after overdoing it for years, Mm -hmm. like that's only going to like just begin to pull you out of like whatever, you know, sort of shakes you're going through. But if you Mm -hmm. took that now, the beautiful, pristine, perfect, you know, temple that is Ben Soffer, you'd be done for. I'd be dead. No, no, you wouldn't be dead, but you would be like laying on the ground, couldn't feel a thing, totally doped out of your head. Like, holy, smokes. it would be insane. Too scary. So nuts. Too scary. And it's so nuts. And all of this is completely done 
I know about this only through, re, you know, doing research as being a good actor and, and with having no firsthand experience myself, I swear to God. <laughs> None. Zilch. <laughs> but back to what we were saying. That's Western medicine, my friend. That was made and prescribed by a doctor for someone. Well, that's like, but Western medicine, I mean, did you watch any of that show on Hulu with Michael Keaton, Dope Sick? And the Purdue family or Purdue Pharma I, I, Sackler we started to we we started to watch it. I just I just couldn't get through it. I just yeah. I don't. It's know. too sad. Know. It was a, yeah. I just I just wasn't in the mood to watch that kind of a show when I started it. Maybe I'll start to watch it though. Have you seen it? It was You're good. Like I just want to watch fake cowboys murder each other on Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that more fun? Like dreaming of fifty thousand acres. Don't come on my land. I'll pop you right in the keister. <laughs> like that's more fun. <laughs> What do you think of like badass Jews? Like there's a contingent of kind of gun toting, tough, I think like, you know, maybe Israeli Jewish guys in LA, they have an Instagram page. I think it's the tough Israeli dudes. Um, really? And because when a lot of these anti-Semitic attacks were going on, especially over the last year, um, especially because we have like a, a highly localized Jewish population, these guys were starting to walk home the ultra-religious from their day-to-day activities, like wow. as a pro bono. Men- menches. Menches, yeah, like guardian angels, like we'll walk you home and we'll make sure no one attacks you because it, it happened over the course of a couple months like more than a dozen times. I'm trying to remember the name. What was the name of that show? It was on Netflix. Fauda. No, about the Nazi hunters. It wasn't a real show. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Not the one on Amazon with Pacino. Yes, yes, yes. I forget. It was a little... Yes. That was one of those that was was a little too Jewish for me. (laughs) And by the way, and it was completely fake. It wasn't... It's not even a real story. Yeah, it didn't seem real. Hunters, it was called. Hunters. I really enjoyed that show and... Uh, it reminded me of it because they just put together a group and they hunt Nazis. So I'm a big fan of badass Jews. The, I don't know anybody in the Jewish mafia, but I'm sure there's a Jewish mafia. Think so? Just like there's a mafia everywhere. Yeah, everyone has a mafia. Has to be. Right. Has to be. No? I think so. I think probably every culture has like, yeah, a couple, yeah, a small contingent of people who are, you know, handling things a different way. Yeah. The right way. <laughs> Guns. No, I'm just kidding. To, to close to close the Judaism loop, I'm proud to tell you that I will be um, lighting the menorah at the Grove in Los Angeles, basically wow. the epicenter of Los Angeles. If you're anyone, um, I listen. The truth is, I like to just be adjacent to a cheesecake factory. So the fact that this is a menorah lighting, it's going to be for a couple thousand people, um, and I'm doing it to just you know show that I'm a proud Jew. And yeah, that is, that is so great. I'm incredibly proud of you. Is anybody else lighting or are you lighting the first night? So it's just one candle. I, you know, I'm not sure, but uh, I think there's going to be like some other, some Jewish politicians and some, yeah, it just random, random people, but it's supposed to be a nice event. There's this Chabad rabbi named Zalmi who is wonderfully, let's just call him passionate and mm. who has hit me up a fair amount for these different events. And I finally said, you know what, Zalmi, I'm in. I'm in Zalmi. <laughs> when you were saying, when you were saying Chabad, I thought you were going to say Hibachi. 
And I was like, where, where is this going? How have we not started our own kosher hibachi place called Hibachi? Oh, oh, oh my God. That's a billion dollar idea. And by billion, I mean two million. Two million. It's a two million. It's a two million dollar idea. I'm, but I could use two million. I'm down. We just fran- Hibachi. Oh, oh my God. We franchise oh on God. Fairfax, Great Neck and Boca. Oh, that's so good. I'm so in. Oh, I'm so oh proud of God. us. I am, I, I am in. Are you doing anything? So, of course, we have Hanukkah. I have Hanukkah. Are you going to, do you put up a tree? Is your house beautifully lit with a gorgeous tree? Does Max open his presents that are under the tree? Do you have ornaments? If so, what kind of ornaments? Walk me through your Christmas. So we do have a Christmas tree. It's lovely. My wife being the design forward person she is, is against ornaments. She says it's just hanging clutter. It's ridiculous. And they're going to fall over the place. So it's a lovely, ornate, small to medium tree. Got a couple presents under there. And yeah, we'll do the whole thing. Her mother will make a gorgeous prime rib. I've already put dibs on the end cut. She said, I know that you're a Jewish person. I assumed you wanted the end cut. I said, thank you so much. And (laughs) it's going to be a nice time. My wife's uh, cousins are going to come in from Northern California, who I love. And it, you know what? It's just everyone is together. And you know what? There have been a few times where I've gone to to Christmas mass with them. And again, I I just, I'm a big fan of people getting together and acknowledging that there's something bigger than us. And if it like makes you wanna be generous and sweet to your neighbor, I think it's all good. What do you think? Amen, I'm with you. I just, I also just think that everybody's Jewish. (laughs) I just think it's different degrees of Judaism. Christianity comes from Judaism. They're just a little bit less religious. And they involve this guy named Jesus, but really everybody's the same. Yeah. And I totally agree with you that it's just a great way to keep community together, teach your children, and try to be the best human being possible. Now, it doesn't always happen that way, but that is that is sort of the idea. Shopify makes it easy to sell to anyone from anywhere. I should know. I've been using Shopify for the last two years for Sprit Society. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. It's never been easier to start a business on Shopify. I mentioned I started Sprit Society there, and you can start your business there too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street to around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash good guys, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash good guys to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash good guys. G-O-O-D-G-U-Y-S. Good guys. Shopify.com slash good guys. 
So I've been watching a ton of TikToks, and there was a TikTok of, you remember that song, Baby It's Cold Outside, that was canceled a couple of years ago? Yes, because it was like considered sort of creepy. Yeah, like you go through the lines, it could be a little bit creepy, but really it just seems like it was a guy, he's convincing the girl to stay. Sure, maybe she doesn't want to stay, but he offers her a drink, and all of a sudden she stays. People like drinks, so I don't know if it should have been canceled or not, but he goes in and he compares a Nicki Minaj song to Baby It's Cold Outside. And on one hand, it's Baby It's Cold Outside, I've Got to Go Away. That's canceled. But... Pick Nicki Minaj song, wet ass pussy, let me suck your wiener, shove it in my box. And that's all totally fine. So I just, I thought that juxtaposition was interesting. And uh, TikTok's been teaching me a lot of things lately. Well, yeah, I do, uh, you know, uh, having no issue with that song other than it made me feel old. Because I'm sure as a horned out 17 year old, I would have been like, love hearing girls talk about that WAP, but now <laughs> it just makes me go, yikes. <laughs> like, and for no other reason than I'm like, oh, so graphic, like amazing, but wow, it's, it's quite the song, but good for it's Nicki quite, Minaj. <laughs> it's quite the song. No, good. all on Nicki. Neither, n- neither song should be canceled. I just don't want to cancel songs anymore. I don't really want to cancel anything. Can't we just let relics be relics? Leave him alone. I don't know. Well, it's funny that we were talking about, you know, sort of Christmas and the holidays, because I just so happened, and you teed me up beautifully, I found 30 interesting Christmas facts for a fun mm. holiday trivia. Would you like to hear a couple? I would I would love to. Did you know that Christmas wasn't always on December 25th? What day was it on? While Christmas celebrates the birth of J.C., Jesus Christ, the actual date of the big event is lost to history. There's no mention of December 25th in the Bible, and many historians say Jesus was most likely born in the spring, which makes him a Pisces. Isn't that... Oh, no, that's not what Easter is. Easter's when he was resurrected. Right. When he has risen. Right, when he was like, I'm coming back to the party. Keep my seat warm. It would make sense to me that he came back to the party on the day that he was also born. So I'm, I see that. I see that. Honestly, December. But on the flip side, I would like to know the origins of the eight days of Hanukkah coinciding with the days that we celebrate it. I believe that it's pretty on point. And typically what I've found is when there are Christian holidays, they tend to fall around the Jewish holidays. Because again, back to what I said, they're all really celebrating the same thing. Like the Last Supper, Easter dinner was a Passover Seder, right? Right. So I have to assume that maybe something, you know what I mean? Maybe there's something there. I just, knowing our people and how uh, wonderfully gossipy and catty we could be, could Mm. you imagine 2,000 years ago when the few Jewish sort of holdouts were watching these people convert to Christianity? The amount of shit talking that was going on, like, did you hear about Eliezer? (laughs) (laughs) Completely changed his mind. And you know what? I'm not giving him my sheep milk anymore because I don't like his attitude. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. He turned his back. I don't like it. Well, funny. There, if there's, <laughs> what were you saying? I was just going to say, if there's one thing we know how to do, it's gossip. 
Well, it's funny because did you know the Dutch gave us the idea to leave cookies and milk? Really? If your kids leave Santa a little snack to keep him satiated on his journey, thank the Dutch. On St. Nicholas Feast Day on December 6th, Dutch children leave food and drink in exchange for gifts that he leaves overnight. What's the difference between St. Nick and Santa? Are those different people? I'd love to answer that. You probably already knew that the idea of Santa Claus came from St. Nicholas. The saint wasn't really a bearded man who wore a red suit. That look came much later. In the 4th century, the Christian bishop gave away his large inheritance to the poor and rescued women from servitude. In Dutch, his name is Sinterklaas, which later morphed into Santa Claus in English. Hmm. Hmm. Fun, huh? Very Very interesting. What about the reindeer? Anything there about the reindeer? You know what? I'd love to answer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first appeared in 1939 when the Montgomery Ward department store asked one of its copywriters to create a Christmas story for kids that the store could distribute as a promotion. The adorable movie featuring the Island of Misfit Toys and Herbie the Elf hit the airwaves in 1964. Is that crazy? Crazy. What was the store called? Montgomery Ward, which was, I think it was like the original department store. I mean, I hope it's still getting royalties from what an unbelievable ad campaign that changed a religion. I just want to smokes. Next time I get like a um, kind of shitty highfalutin um, store manager at Nordstrom, I want to say, you think you're big time because you're at Nordstrom? Did you create a Christmas fable? I think not, my friend. No. No. Go talk to Montgomery. Talk to Montgomery, Nordstrom. Talk. By the way, the problem with I'm and I'm not surprised that Montgomery didn't stand the test of time. It's a terrible name for a department store. It's Montgomery. Awful. It's awful. It's awful. But meanwhile, they had the copywriter of the century. He was it's, there full time working at Montgomery. In his part time, writing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Can you believe that? Do you feel, um, do you like to partake in any Christmas festivities? Do you enjoy eggnog? Is there anything you like to sort of embrace? I don't like to embrace it. That being said, I did dress up as Santa Claus last week for a Spirit Society photo shoot. And I also threw a party for SantaCon at Marquee. So I guess I am uh, appropriating Christmas, you could say. Solid. Uh, but I, uh, no. I like it though. The city is fantastic. Like during Christmas, like I love the tree in Rockefeller Center. I don't like the traffic. That's honestly my what are you nuts? The city traffic is out of control. What they what happens is they put up the tree. The tree's gorgeous though. I want to focus on the positive. The tree's beautiful. People are jolly. It's just a nice time to be in America around Christmas. Snow falling. The negative, the traffic. Unbelievable. It took me forty minutes. To go from 18th and 10th to 59th and Park last night. 40 minutes. The minimum Uber ride, you get in an Uber, it's $50. Because Uber's surging. The city's locked down. It's gridlock around the tree. The city's on fire. The city's on fire. What are you, nuts? That's totally nuts. My what are you, nuts moment, and it's hearkening back to something we've already talked about, but there's been more details exposed, which is this frickin' Sam Bankman-Fried and the FDX 
collapse. For anyone who's not familiar, it was this gigantic crypto trading firm that basically turned out to be a total scam. And this guy took like billions and billions of dollars and had all these famous people investing in it. And when you take a look at this kid, this schlub, mm. you go, I wouldn't trust this kid with Tic Tacs. I mean, there's the here's some revelations because he's been taken into custody and he's being persecuted by the federal government. They found out that FTX, a company valued at over $30 billion with billions of dollars in assets, they were doing their um, bookkeeping on QuickBooks, on QuickBooks. This isn't a small mom and pop. This isn't um, the makers of Manscaped. This isn't Ridge Wallet. <laughs> this isn't, and forgive me, they're a sponsor. You know. <laughs> Manscaped, we still love you. This is a $30 billion company using QuickBooks. It's so wild. And this kid's facing a lot of jail, and he's going to go, and everyone's flipping on him, which is like, man. I really, I don't ever want to get in trouble, but I do want to feel what it feels like to flip on someone because it must be such a relief. What are you nuts? Everyone's flipping on him. I want to talk about this, though. Everybody's flipping on him except for, did you see this Kevin O'Leary conversation about FTX or no? I did when he was testifying to the Senate. You saw you saw it. So, I did. So I guess Kevin O'Leary had a lot of money in FTX. He must have. Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Must have had a lot of money. And the way that he explains it, he goes to explain this whole story that almost makes it seem like Sam Bankman-Fried had no choice where the competitor company led by, what's his name, Czar? It all sounds like a like a Disney, like they should make like a it, weird, like it's like a weird movie. Wasn't it Bite Dance? Wasn't it the makers of TikTok? It was? I think so. Okay, well, I think the lead guy's name is Czar or Zare or Zed, something with a Z. He went, he bought 20% of FTX. And then anytime FTX wanted to apply for some type of, like they need, the whole point of crypto, so I understand, or the whole point of FTX is it all is fantastic if it's regulated. But in order to get regulated, you have to jump through all these hoops. And... Because Czar or whatever owned 20% of FTX, he kept blocking it. He's like, nope, nope, nope. And then he extorted Sam Bankman-Fried to pay him $3 billion back for his equity. Or there's, It's something about that. That's what Kevin O'Leary goes into. And it was very interesting. When I was listening to it, it almost seemed like Kevin O'Leary didn't think that Sam Bankman-Fried was that bad of a guy. That he just thought that he was a guy that got in some trouble and... It is what it is. I don't know. I did see that. I think he was also a paid spokesperson, though, no? Oh, was he? You're right. He did have a lot of money with them. But I think he was also a paid spokesperson, as was mm. Shaquille O'Neal, Sadie, Soshak. Mm. But, yeah, there were all these people that were on the take. I think most likely Kevin O'Leary is trying to cover his own ass, first and foremost, mm -hmm. which, mm. shout out Kev, I would be too. But, I, yeah, I just think... You can't, you know, people are like, oh, he's a kid. I'm like, he's 30. He's not so much a kid. Like, and inevitably you have a fiduciary duty to your investors to not be a total moron. So even as if a, you... 
Go for as it. A fellow, as a fellow 30-year-old, you're not a kid. Right. You're not a kid. I wish I wish I was a kid. I wish. If I was a kid, my hairline wouldn't be receding. I wouldn't have <laughs> horrendous heartburn. I wouldn't be on the verge of getting gout. These aren't problems that kids have. Are you gout adjacent? No. No. I, I mean, I think I think fat people are gout adjacent. I just think that's what it is. Like, like, New I'm merch. Fat, uh, yeah. Gout adjacent. <laughs> Oh, it should that. be like all our merch should be like gout adjacent, diabetes, or teetering on diabetes, um, uh, pre, uh, almost ozembic. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will take money from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> our merch, honestly, our merch would be insane. Um, but speaking of Kevin O'Leary, I don't know if I've told you, I actually do know Kevin. So if Kevin's listening, how are you, Kevin? It's nice to see you. It's nice that you're listening. I highly doubt that he's listening, but we met on my friend's island. Not to look. Goes to an island once, my friend's island. But we did. We met on my friend's island, and Kevin exclusively wore these amazing, thin, linen-colored pants the entire time he was there. He even brought, like, a tripod to record something for, like, Harvard... Uh, like a like a not like a press conference. God, I'm losing my brain. Yeah, tonight. Like a commencement speech or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Thank you. And he wore those pants, but he wore a jacket and a tie. Wow. But he exclusively wore those pants. He looked fantastic. Pants were beautiful linen, like he got it at the Shuk in Israel. Ugh. Fantastic. Kevin's a nice guy. Nice guy. Shout out, but, Kevin. But I did see that video on TikTok, and I was just confused. It did sound. It was confusing. Speaking of confusing, did you see um, David Letterman interviewing the president of Ukraine on Netflix? No. So, you know, David Letterman, this is sort of like his second act, which is he left sort of the late show to then go and do like these really high level interview shows on Netflix with everyone from I think he did, you know, he, he started with Barack Obama and then he sent everyone from Kanye before he went nuts to to Seinfeld, I believe. Uh, I think Greta Thunberg, like basically like anyone that is like ultra, ultra crazy high level. Kim Kardashian, Jay-Z, plenty of people. So he does this whole thing where he's like, I'm getting on a train from Poland into Ukraine, into Kiev, I believe. We're going to go 300 feet down to the bottom of this subway station with an active subway train running through the interview. And I'm going to interview, you know, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. And I found it wild. I only watched the first 15 minutes, but like Zelensky comes out like it's SNL. Like he walks down some stairs. I'm like, oh, well, no way there'll be an audience. There's an audience, which I'm like, should this many people know where Zelensky is at any given time? And they're 300 feet down, so they're like, in theory, the most protected they could be from any sort of attack. But I just found it insane that this guy who's like in the middle of a war had time to like sit down with Letterman. Has that ever happened in history? I have no idea. It's definitely strange. Does Letterman still have that beard? Yeah. Does he own a weed company? He should. He looks like he does. He does, right? Honestly, good for him. Somehow got out but stayed in. Right? right. He's still in, but he got out. 
Now he owns all his upside. Interviewing Zelensky 300 feet down. Good for him. But yeah, very strange interview. There's nothing better to do than talk to Letterman, who's no longer the real Letterman. The old Letterman died, and they replaced him with some guy with a beard who's stealing his name and likeness. But like, like, that's not the real letter. You think that's still the real Letterman? We'd never know. We'd never know, and I'm not sure whether or not Letterman's a good time. But, like, did Winston Churchill do, like, a sit-down on, like, a major talk show in the middle of World War II? Like, I highly doubt it. I, I It just seems so antithetical. Like, I understand you doing, like, a video address to the people of Ukraine. I understand even talking to the United Nations and saying, like, hey, we need some help here. But being on Netflix, coming, I mean, like, they're cracking jokes. And I, I guess... And Zelensky makes this point in the interview. He's like, unfortunately, eight months into this war, we're like starting to, you know, we're starting to live with it. It's becoming like commonplace, right? So you hear an air raid siren and you don't go running because you've been hearing them every day for eight months. So maybe it's like the fog of war has just kind of made everything feel kind of acceptable. But I don't know. I just found it a little bit wild. It's interesting. I thought it was wild until you explained it the way you just explained it. And not to compare war to COVID, but after a year of being locked down, you started to feel different, right? Like the first couple of months, it was scary. The, then it was six months, then it was nine months, and all you didn't want to do anything, you didn't want to say anything. And then all of a sudden, you returned to your, people loved this word, new normal. Oh, right? new normal. They loved our new normal. But like it really, it like felt that way for a little while. So maybe that's what it was, but still very strange. Still very strange. What do you think about all this COVID that's going to spike over Christmas time? I mean, I think Thanksgiving already started it all. I think that if you don't test, you don't have COVID. (laughs) And and if you're still testing for COVID, you want to know that you have COVID. That's just my honest opinion. Like when I don't feel good, I don't have like a rapid test for the flu or for these other things like the end of the day this is now a manageable uh sickness that is it's not it's not great i don't but i don't want to get the common cold either these are all inconveniences i don't want to give you a cold i think just as human beings we need to and i think covid may have done this we need to just be better at staying home when we're sick like If you're sick and I'm sick, I mean, if you're sick and I'm not sick and we're having dinner, you're going to get me sick. You're going to get me sick. So just stay home, whether you have COVID, the flu, whatever it is. I think that people should just stay at home when they don't feel good. That's it. That's it. So what do I think of the spike coming? I think if you don't feel good, stay the fuck home. That's it. You don't have to test for COVID. If you don't feel good, stay home. If you feel like you have a fever, cold sweats, whether you have COVID or something else, don't be an asshole and show up to a 12-person Christmas lunch with a holiday ham. You're going to ruin the whole time. If you had holiday ham, it's awful. It I is. do. I, I, I partake in the occasional pork, but let me tell you, it's not good. This whole honey-baked ham thing, I mean, listen, we'll definitely take their ad dollars, and if so, Ben will even break his kosher for you. But nevertheless. <laughs> for, for, by the way, boar's head, I'm in. Gorgeous. But to eat, that's interesting. What's the dollar amount? (laughs) How much money to eat a holiday ham? To break your morals? How much money to eat a holiday ham? Quarter of a million dollars. 
How about a, how about twenty five thousand in cash? <laughs> He's I'm, thinking. I'm in Holiday Ham, but Holiday Ham's no good. It's not good. I'm not a fan. People love it. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, listen. I think like there are very few communal like the prime rib to me is like the top tier of like a communal cut of meat that works over a holiday. Turkey, no bueno. Ham, no thanks. A prime rib. I'm down to clown. I suppose. Couldn't agree more. Is ham dry? Like, what is, is the holiday ham dry, or what is the, what is it that you don't like about it? It's kind of salty. It's kind of um, the 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 honey baked obviously has sort of like a coating, a sugary coating. But I, you know, I think the thing I dislike most about it is how these gentiles go nuts for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. It's honestly, it... it's the presentation. It's also the name, holiday ham. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's it's some good. Uh, it, it's some nice branding. Holiday ham, I like it. You know, I, like I think I think there. You know, there's a couple of crazy stories uh, in the news recently, and this is one. Have you been watching the World Cup at all? Do you care about soccer? No, I don't care. But I do. I like soccer culture. Like it's funny. I left my office yesterday, and it reeked. So th- there's a there's a restaurant next door, and. It reeked of cigarettes. It doesn't normally reek of cigarettes. And I just knew subconsciously that the World Cup must be at halftime and everybody outside smoking cigarettes because it's the half. Then they go back inside, they watch their soccer. But I love the idea of soccer culture. Drinking, smoking, eating, a little European. It's fantastic. Well, you know, yeah, I would imagine that's why everyone was smoking because they were all European because they were probably watching exactly. Morocco versus Croatia or something. Correct. Or, Correct. or Mor- Croatia versus Argentina, um, which, by the way, I, I'm not sure what your feelings are about smoking. I think it's about as sexy and grown up as it gets. I am not turned off by smoking at all. You? I love it. I don't <laughs> do it. I'll have the occasional like drunk cigarette. But when I tell you, I love the idea of smoking, and it makes me incredibly angry that one can't advertise cigarettes. You know how amazingly fun a Marlboro advertisement could be? We advertise everything else. They advertise sports gambling. How much better can that be, right? We advertise these pharmaceuticals that we're talking about, literally so on true. TV. Oh, Ozempic, oh, 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 you know. They literally made a tune. They made a jingle. All of these drugs. And you know we're the only country we're the only country that allows for advertisement by pharmaceuticals? Really? Believe so. That makes a lot of sense because it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You should you shouldn't be learning about pharmaceuticals while watching the Big Bang Theory. You should be learning about pharmaceuticals from your doctor when he takes a look at your leg and you say that it hurts and then he can recommend something. Wow, I did not know that. That is very interesting. But yeah, cigarettes, love them. Sexy, good for you. I hear you live longer. <laughs> should we put on, um, should we just have a countdown meter on every podcast going forward that's your um, time until gout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gout, the gouto meter. The gout down. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Well, speaking it's of weird. soccer, the, a teen was killed after being hit by a car during France's mm. World Cup celebration. And 
A suspect driving a car in the southern French city of Montpellier, I've been there, violently hit a teenager as crowds celebrated France's victory in the World Cup semifinals. Now, I've seen, this is tragic, and I've seen pictures of the celebration that looked like things were on fire, but this is also a what are you nuts moment. People, get over it with these sports. You, you riot after, you riot when they lose, you riot when they win go home. It's enough. In Philadelphia, they have to lube down the streetlights so that people don't climb the poles. Like, (laughs) so they don't climb the poles. It's ridiculous. Get a hobby. It's not that important, right? I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I also just like, who wants to be there? You just, it's just terrible. It's terrible. But that's very sad about that kid. Very sad. Well, Especially because he was probably there celebrating. But usually you shut down the streets. I guess they don't do that in Paris. There are a lot of things that are wrong with America, but I do think that we do a lot of things right as well. The drug thing is going to stick with me for a while, though. The fact that we're, God, I'm just sitting there watching TV, learning about new drugs. I know. It's not, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. Yeah, I'm like, but, maybe it does hurt when I pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start to think about it. Exactly. But uh, are well, you a soccer fan? You are a soccer fan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm an off-brand sports fan. I like MMA. I like soccer. I like hockey. I like like non-ultra popular sports. Although, I recently went to a Laker game the other night. Second row, I was thinking of you. Lakers versus Celtics, great game. Mm, took, great my, game. took my darling son. Shout out my wife's, uh, my sister-in-law's boyfriend, Will, who hooked us up with the tickets. And... First of all, I got to say, sporting events are totally wasted on on a three-year-old kid. He he didn't understand what was happening. He only cared about the candy. But it's, um, these guys are unbelievable. Like, when you see LeBron James in person, it's the physical stature of this man. It's gods. These are gods playing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They're enormous. Their hand-eye coordination. The dedication to their craft. You know I love basketball. You love I it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great game to go to. Did they put you on the Jumbotron? I don't think they were there. or I don't think they knew I was there. I kept a pretty low profile. The answer is no. And the follow-up answer is I was upset that they didn't. That's fucked up. I'm just letting you know, when you come back to New York, you let me know when you come back to New York. We're sitting wood, courtside, free. They'll give them to us. They, they just won't give it to me because I'm not on TV. They won't give it to Clark. How fucked up is this? They will give us third row. I love the Knicks, though. But they'll give us third row. They won't give us first. No TV. Wow. Well, you know who was there? Ben Affleck sitting courtside right next to LeBron. And I get that. TV? Did he he get on the Jumbotron? I would imagine so. I mean, he was on ESPN all night because they literally would flash to the bench and there's like Ben Affleck with this adorable son. Wow, Ben Affleck. Good for him. How are him? It's him and J-Lo. Are they married? They're married. She took his last name. Really? Yeah. Wow. She moved quick. I thought her and A-Rod were soulmates. I don't know. Didn't it seem that way? I don't know. I don't think two people who are that high profile can work, but, you know, my hat's off to them. Fingers crossed. So have you heard of this new, there's a new show coming out on Netflix called Kaleidoscope. Have you heard about this or no? No, tell me everything. So apparently, I don't know anything other than the premise, or I don't know the premise. I only know the format, and the format is you jump into any episode, 
You can start on episode eight and watch eight, nine, ten, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and the story is slightly different. But you can start at any episode, and it's a full series that makes sense, but it's a different show depending on when you start. Isn't that fascinating? I heard about this. Yeah, it's kind of like select your own journey type thing. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I guess, you know what? I'm not like a... I don't like buckle up for a good mystery. Like, I don't want to be taken on a ride. I just want to be taken on a tour, you know? Interesting. I like a good mystery. Probably the only books I read when I was younger, The Hardy Boys. You ever read The Hardy Boys? I didn't, but I feel like I knew the boys read Hardy Boys and the girls read Nancy Drew. Was that a thing? Kind I don't of. Remember that. I think that so. Thing. That was a thing. Just, just them forcing gender norms down our throats. Totally. What if I wanted to watch Nancy Drew? Why not? Why shouldn't you? I, I, I totally agree. You should I watch like Nancy Drew. You, you should watch the movie with Karen and Shipka. She's lovely. I think I've seen the Nancy Drew movie. I think <laughs> I have. I think on that note, we have to say thank you, everyone, for listening yes. to the podcast this week. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Maybe give this episode four and a half. But normally, normally, for all the other ones, please give us five stars. It's important. Rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars, except this one, maybe a four. Have a great Christmas, (laughs) even though we're going to release an episode before Christmas again. (laughs) Merry Christmas and... Enjoy the tears that we gave you from this podcast. Josh and I are going to take a nap. Have a great evening. (laughs)